Hey everyone, welcome to Schoolhouse, where we believe every parent has what it takes to help their child learn. We're here to give you practical tips and encouragement so you can be a confident learning coach. This is the space where school and house meet. I'm your co-host, Mary Stackhouse, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Erica Carr, and today we're answering the question, am I bugging the teacher? We have two guests who are going to help us answer this. That's right, Mary. As many of our listeners know, we're using this podcast to answer real parent questions. Am I bugging the teacher is a question that came from a parent who wanted to ask the teacher about school and schoolwork, but this parent was torn about whether this would seem like a bother and didn't want to add to the teacher's plate. Yeah, this is a great one to talk about. I'm sure this is something that many parents struggle with. We all know how much teachers have on their plates and don't want to add to that, but parents sometimes just need direction on how to help their children with schoolwork. Exactly. So this is why we've invited an educator and a parent to shed some light on this question today and give our listeners the scoop on reaching out to teachers. So our guest, Dr. Reggie Todd, is a longtime friend of ours and an educator. He's an assistant professor at Texas Southern University, a teacher-ready instructor, and a lover of mathematics. And our guest, Kate Hendrickson, is our colleague, a mom of two boys, and a contributor for Pensacola Mom Collective, which is an organization whose mission is to connect moms to trusted resources that educate, encourage, and empower. Parents, you are in for a real treat, so let's jump in. Welcome, Kate. Thank you for joining us at the Schoolhouse. You have been a colleague for many years, and we were excited to learn about your role as a contributor for Pensacola Mom Collective. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And welcome, Reggie. We are excited to have you with us. You've been a teacher friend and colleague for years, and our whole team has great respect for the work you do to prepare future teachers for the classroom. Yes, I'm glad to be a part of this wonderful organization and um, to participate in this wonderful work that we do of creating teachers because our students deserve great teachers. That's right. I could not agree more. Okay, so we know you have two sons, Kate, and no doubt you've had experience reaching out to teachers. So we had a question come to us from another parent, and I wanted to get your thoughts and tips. The question is, am I bugging the teacher? So first, I want to know, have you ever had this same thought when you wanted or needed to reach out to the teacher? Almost every single time that I go to reach out to the teacher, I, ha- I think through, am I bothering her? Am I bugging her or him? Um, you know, so absolutely 100%, it crosses my mind. All right, Reggie, for those parents who find themselves hesitating and wondering, am I bugging the teacher, what do you say? Never, never. The parent is the child's first teacher. Um, And a a true teacher, all teachers, want to work and be in partnership with that first teacher. Um, So they're looking forward to the partnership and the communication. So I I think you're exactly right. And I feel like my experience was the same. You kind of want that. Um, communication and that connection. So then, Reggie, what are teachers really thinking when parents reach out? Wow. You know, I I have this partner now. I'm so excited that this person is engaged in their child's learning, and I have somebody that I can continue to reach out to whenever there's an issue with the student. Or maybe it's not necessarily a behavior issue, but I see the little Johnny, little Kequantes, to use some additional help here. So I can contact this parent and say, hey, I'm willing to stay after school. I just need you to be able to arrange transportation for the student to stay. Um, just that partner. Uh, I think teachers 
especially speaking as a former high school teacher, because I, I think that parents are really involved in elementary school, mm-hmm. and then it kind of tapers off in middle school and high school. Yep. So as a former high school teacher, I was just always ecstatic when I had a parent that wanted to participate and communicate with me. That's really great insight. And you're right. Um, I think, yeah, middle school, like sixth grade still really involved. But then once you get to eighth grade, it's sort of that uh, gradual release of responsibility, as we like to call it. But then you're right. Yeah. It's, but when you get that contact, it is pretty awesome to know that you've got a partner in the game. So what if the teacher is teaching face to face? Because this year, you know, we have a couple of different things going on. So what if the teacher is teaching not only face to face students, but also remote learning students? And so then me as a parent, I'm thinking, well, that's a lot of students and a lot to do. So my question is just going to add to their load. What do you say to the parent that has those thoughts, Reggie? I would say not necessarily. Um, You communicating with that teacher, especially if your child is remote, it lets that teacher know that that child has some support at home. Um, And if that child is struggling or has questions, you as a teacher, you don't have to worry about um, maybe they had a question and just didn't answer because there's a parent at the house that's saying, you don't understand, let's communicate with your teacher. So that's very powerful. And I'm going to, so just thinking along those lines, um, kind of of what you said before and what you just said. So I think we oftentimes have it in our minds that the teacher is supposed to be the one that makes the first communication move, right? Like, In the past, we've had almost like these initiatives to, you know, contact all parents before the first day of school, which I mean, most teachers do. And I do think it's a, it's a very important practice, but I feel like what you're saying too is, you know, it doesn't have to be the teacher who makes the first move. If you've got that schedule and you know who the teacher is, you as a parent can go ahead and reach out and make that first communication move. 100%. I would encourage parents to reach out to the teachers. Um, you don't necessarily have to wait for them to communicate with you. Let them know, hey, I'm little Susie's uh, mom or dad, and I'm going to be actively engaged. Here's my email address, so you will have it. Please save me, you know, in your contacts. Yeah, or and, and with other contact information, maybe telephone number as well. So I love it. Those are- can be easy. Yeah, those are great keywords and a great tip. So actually put that in your response or in your communication, save my contact. I mean, that's a call to action for the teacher, right? Yes. So Kate, what tips can you give parents who might have reservations about contacting the teacher? Sure. So a few things I feel like um, I kind of navigate in the beginning of a new school year and try and learn the teacher's communication style. So if they communicate regularly and send out, um, you know, newsletters or, you know, they have a kind of regular regular cadence of sending out information. I try to wait until that communication has come out. And then if I still have burning questions, then I maybe will send it in a form of an email, respond in form of an email or um, a phone call or, you know, whatever makes the most sense for the question and and how urgent it is. But if I know that they're going to send something to me, I don't want to bombard them with questions knowing that this problem, I'm probably going to get the answer at some point, you know, in the week or the month and that kind of thing. Um, it also depends on the urgency, you know, so if there's something um, related to my child and needing medications or, you know, a problem with another student in the classroom, you know, those, 
issues are a little bit more urgent than, hey, what can I bring for the Halloween get together? You know, like there, you just really have to think through, you know, what's important, figure out the teacher's communication style um, and, and navigate each teacher a little bit differently sometimes, each situation a little bit differently. Um, I do find that the teachers that communicate more often, so they're sending me, you know, information on a weekly basis, or if we've got some kind of um, virtual platform where they're posting information, mm-hmm. my anxiety's down. I don't feel the need. I don't, I, there's just not as many questions that are popping up that I feel like I need to reach out to the teacher. But on the other hand, um, if they're not communicating as much, then all these questions are in my head that I'm thinking through, um, you know, maybe, you know, I should reach out and ask this, but I don't want to bug them because they're not reaching out to me. So it's really interesting that the more the teacher communicates, the less questions I have, um, which is, is interesting. So what is your preferred method of communication when those issues arise that you want to either ask questions about or need to address? Um, so I actually, a lot of times for some urgent issues, I would prefer to speak to the teacher over the phone because sometimes, um, you know, writing things out, especially if it's an issue you have to deal with, um, the words don't sound exactly right or you're, you know, that's it's just easier to talk over the phone. Um, yeah. But I do send them a note, an email or a note in the morning and ask them that if they, when they get a moment, can they give me a call? So that way I'm still valuing their time and respecting their time in the classroom and with the kids, but asking them, you know, whether it's during the lunch break or after school or whatever makes more sense for them. Um, but asking them that, you know, to give me a call, typically I'll, you know, mention like today, like within the same day, if you can please give me a call. I have an issue that I would like to discuss with you. That's a lot of times how I address those more urgent situations. Obviously, if it was, you know, dire, you know, I would definitely, but I haven't been in that situation where I'm like, I need to talk to the teacher in the next five minutes. You know, right. I, haven't, I haven't had one of those yet, but I have had some that I've asked, can you please call me today? Yeah. And I think those are good keywords for our listeners to hear is, you know, you're exactly what you said. You're respecting the time, obviously, um, but you're, you are communicating your urgency, but you're also saying, you know, within the next 24 hours, if possible, can you please give me a call or before the day's end, if possible, can you please give me a call? I need to discuss, you know, X, Y, Z with you. Um, great. I think that's helpful because I think that's something that, you know, like we said, parents who have this reservation or feel like I don't want to be a burden or I don't want to seem like a, I'm bugging them. Um, it's just having the right words to say will almost relieve that anxiety and, and obviously set you up for success in that communication. Okay, Reggie, what's the teacher perspective? What can parents expect in terms of a response and timing of responses from teachers? It's funny that you ask that. Um, I, I have a number of teacher friends and we talk all the time about work-life balance and not checking work emails after hours, but we all tend to do it um, because you want, you know, if a parent a K-12 teacher, they teach during the day, if a parent has an issue, nine times out of 10, they're gonna email you in the evening with that, whatever the issue is. So as soon as it could be resolved, the better. But I would say that the parent can look forward to having a response, maybe 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours yeah. max during the week. You know, um, you can definitely send emails over the weekend if you know the thought crosses your mind, but kind of be respectful and, and expect a response maybe on Monday if you send something over the weekend. That makes sense. I agree. And I think you're right. We all try to say, I'm not checking anything after five o'clock. And 
then at seven o'clock we're on our phones checking our emails. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kate. So what are some of your other personal experiences as far as communicating with your son's teachers? I just actually reached out to my son's teacher last week and I had, I had about three or four different questions. Like one was about um, reading and assignments. And then the other one was about um, car rider line and I needed something with that. And then, yeah, I mean, I was just, there was three or four different things that I needed to ask her about. And so I put it all in one email to, instead of bombarding her with multiple email, emails and hitting her inbox multiple times during the week. So I kind of put it all out there. And then we have a, a little kind of chat. It's a, a dojo site that we that we as a teacher uses to communicate with all of us. So let's just shot her a little message and said like, hey, I sent you a really long email with a bunch of things to ask you about. So when you get a few minutes, if you could take a look, I would appreciate it. So that way, and I think I even put like, it's not urgent, but when you get a chance, if you can please take a look. So that way I'm not bombarding her with tons of emails, but it's all concise in one spot. And I gave her a heads up. It might take you a few minutes to get through this email. <laughs> so um, I think I even put like, sorry in advance, but I just sent you all this information or questions. Um, so it was, uh, but that was a way that I felt like I was um, respecting her time. And her response to me was, um, can I call you after school? Because it was just easier for her instead of then responding with this long email. And um, and it was nothing urgent, but it was just, there were so many things that I was asking about. Right. We just got on the phone at the end of the day and, you know, chatted for 20 minutes and um, I got my questions answered and, you know, I respected her time to chat later in the, in the evening and it worked really well. I love it. This, you know, just because you communicate one way doesn't necessarily mean you'll get a response the same way because it may, the communication method um, might not make sense for responding sometimes. Any other tips you have for parents in terms of communicating with the teacher and especially if you have that reservation or feel like I don't want to bug them? I think another thing to remember is it's a two-way street. So if the teacher reaches out to you and has either questions or comments or wants to schedule a parent-teacher conference or is needing something for the classroom, whatever it may be, um, to be efficient and timely with your responses back to the teacher as well. So I think when you respect their time, they'll respect your time, and it really helps build the relationship and make it stronger. So it's a, it's a definitely a two-way street when they need something from you as well. Great. That is so, very true, Kate. Very true. Okay, Reggie, any final tips for am I bugging the teacher? I would just reiterate that you are not bugging the teacher. Um, that teacher wants to hear from you. That teacher is excited to hear from you because they want the partnership. You know, it's now I'm not teaching this student. I'm not responsible for this student uh, totally by myself. I have a partner in crime, you know, and we can make wonderful things happen when we work together. So never feel that you're bugging the teacher. We know that you will likely have that same question, am I bugging the teacher, at some point in your child's school career. So hopefully our two guests have given you the confidence to reach out when you need to. Yeah, and also hopefully now you have some key words when you do need to reach out and have those conversations. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're new to our podcast, we want to invite you to connect with us. Email us your question at schoolhouse at studereducation.com and it might be featured on a future episode. That's schoolhouse at S-T-U-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N.com. 
If this podcast is helpful to you, we'd sure appreciate your feedback. Rate this episode and leave us a review. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next time at the Schoolhouse.